I'm Helen Norman and I'm a Senior Research Fellow in the Centre for Employment Relations, Innovation and Change at Leeds University Business School. I'm Jennifer Tomlinson and I'm Professor of Gender and Employment Relations also at Leeds University Business School. This episode is part of Leeds University Business School's mini-series for International Women's Day on the Research and Innovation podcast. And we're going to be talking about gender inequalities in work and care, with a particular focus on fathers' involvement in their children's care. So Helen, can you provide a bit of background to your research and maybe explain why you are particularly interested in fathers and their childcare involvement? Yeah, so... One of the root causes of persistent gender inequalities in economic and political life is that women continue to take on more of the unpaid domestic and care workload. So they do more housework, childcare and care for other family members on average. So although we've seen over the last few decades um, increasing numbers of women returning to the labour market after having children, men's contributions to childcare and housework has grown at a much slower rate. So men are doing more than they used to, particularly more childcare. And we've seen an even bigger shift during the COVID pandemic where men are doing even more childcare following the closure of childcare settings and schools. Yet it remains the case that even in this situation, women are on average still doing the majority of childcare, homeschooling, more of the mental load around managing the household and family. So I think it's really important to try and understand what are the main reasons for this and why the gender division of paid and unpaid work remains so uneven. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. So why do you think that fathers and mothers' roles remain so unequal at home? Well, I think there are many reasons for this. Um, One of the biggest reasons is traditional gendered cultural norms and ideals around fathers and mothers' roles are really embedded within our society. and, And this is really hard to change. So there's still a significant proportion of the population. It's around a third, according to the uh, British Social Attitude Survey of 2018. So around a third of the population believe the mothers that mothers should stay at home when they have preschool children. And for mothers of preschool children that do engage in paid work, the desirable option is to work part-time rather than full-time. So that cultural ideal of mothers being the primary caregiver remains quite persistent. And that ideal supported by work family policy in the UK, which has always focused on supporting the mother rather than the father to adapt her employment hours and schedules after having children. So she's encouraged to take a much longer period of maternity leave. She's more likely to request and take up flexible working. And there's a lack of affordable and flexible childcare that makes it very difficult for the mother to find a job that's compatible. And then for dads, we find that their employment rights are much poorer. So in the UK, we have shared parental leave, which is essentially transferable maternity leave. It's poorly paid. It's not really targeted at fathers like parental leave is in other countries, such as Sweden, which have daddy months that are exclusively and explicitly the father's rights. So it's not surprising that shared parental leave is very low, you know, is take-up's very low in the UK. It's about 2% of eligible dads compared to, say, 80% or more of eligible dads in Sweden. And then on top of this, there's organisational barriers. So men are expected to work long hours to demonstrate their commitment to their job. It's much harder for them to request flexible working within a workplace culture that kind of values um, 
presenteeism and long hours of work. Absolutely. And expect organisational expectations about working long hours is so difficult for women um, who are still expected to assume primary responsibility for household and care within the family. And this has often been termed, hasn't it, the work family narrative. And, and it's used as a way to explain, if you like, why women seem to progress less well in their careers over time. Um, so often, I guess, we see that women downgrade or move to part-time work, um, which we know is often lower skilled um, with, with less pay. And of course, then that becomes a leading cause of the gender pay gap. So it's in turn perpetuates that logic, I guess, of the second earner, uh, typically the woman, uh, being the one that adapts and revises and reduces their paid work um, when there are children um, and, and, and other, uh, other care work to, to, to do. So, I mean, I guess this normative assumption about women and care work and the secondary earner status is, is really entrenched. And I can relate that to a study that I've been involved with, with a colleague, Rhys Garcia, looking at the domestic division of labour within dual earning households. And we found that even in cases of male redundancy, the unequal domestic division of labour, where women, as you say, are taking doing more of the care work, more of the household work, and critically, more of that mental load um, remains intact, even when women are become primary earners. Um, so it does seem to be a real pervasive uh, issue to, um, to look at and resolve. So how does your own research contribute to these debates? So... My re research particularly focuses on what enables or hinders fathers' childcare involvement, um, and that's defined in my research as sort of sharing childcare equally or doing the most within the context of a two-parent mother-father household. And that was the focus of my PhD work, which was then developed after I won an ESRC grant in 2016-17 to explore what influences father's childcare involvement as children go older. So for this work, I use um, longitudinal survey data um, from the Millennium Cohort Study, and that follows children from the age of nine months old. Um, and my sample for that is kind of covers over 5,000 households in the UK. And that research found that fathers were more likely to become and remain involved in caring for their children up to at least the age of three if they were involved in childcare during the first year of parenthood. And my sort of preliminary analysis around that indicates that that involvement might even continue as the child gets older as well. Um, so that first year involvement is important. But I also found that um, mothers and fathers' employment hours affect fathers' childcare involvement too during the first three years of parenthood. But in most cases, the mother's full-time employment hours had a stronger effect on paternal care. So if she works full-time hours in the preschool years, the father was more likely to be involved at that time. But also, interestingly, employment hours seem to have a kind of longitudinal effect. So the hours the parents work in the first year of parenthood affect how involved the father is when the child is aged three. So in other words, if the father works... Long full-time hours in the first year, he's less likely to be involved at that time, but also less likely to be involved at age three. So it suggests that, that ways of working and caring in the preschool years sets up a pattern of caregiving that persists 
two years later. I think this is really important and really fascinating, actually, Helen. Um, it really highlights the importance of being involved in the first year or the first few years of a child's life, um, you know, particularly among fathers. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's it's highlighting that really important period and it's kind of it's suggesting that it's important to provide those conditions for dads to be involved in the first year and we can help enable this through things like well-paid paternity leave access to flexible working good quality affordable childcare, which also supports the mother to return to work which my research shows you know mother's employment hours have a positive effect on father's childcare involvement yes absolutely I mean, but we also know, don't we, that accessing affordable childcare remains, you know, quite an issue for many families. For example, we know that funding for childcare doesn't start for most families until a child turns three and the costs are high and the parents tend to use part-time childcare, which is then again, maybe not conducive for women to have jobs with longer hours and perhaps more routes for career progression if they are seen as that that primary carer um thinking to the research that we're both involved in on our current esrc funded project on the impact of covid on early years childcare in england and wales i mean that has highlighted that covid has really disrupted formal and informal forms of childcare provision and as you mentioned earlier it's really resulted in that disproportionate impact on women who have picked up the majority of childcare through the pandemic and notably for those under five. So it's, it's, a, it's a critical time now to be doing this research, I guess. And I just wanted to finish by asking you about those next steps and how you plan to build and develop this research. Yeah, so there's been a um, a bit of a change in the focus of my research because I'm moving from looking at what influences father's childcare involvement to how father's childcare involvement might influence child outcomes and development. So I've just been awarded a second grant from the ESRC Secondary Data Analysis Initiative to build on my research to explore um, whether, how and at what stage father's childcare involvement might affect children's educational attainment as they progress through primary school. So I'm really interested in fathers' preschool and school age involvement and their involvement in particular types of childcare activities and how that might affect child development and and their educational progression. So I'll be using the same um, longitudinal data from the uh, Millennium Cohort Study, but that will be linked um, to the National Pupil Database in England, which are the official educational records of children. And I'll be collaborating with the Fatherhood Institute, um, as well as two academics from the University of Manchester, um, Professor Clep Fagan and Mark Elliott. And the purpose is to provide more evidence for why child father's involvement in the child's early life is so important. But it's also about trying to address gender and socioeconomic inequalities in educational pathways, given in the UK, boys continue to underachieve at every level, girls underperform in science and maths, children from poorer families consistently do worse at school than their peers. So 
underli- understanding what underlies variations in school attainment and what can be done to address this is really important and that's what I'm going to try and address them next in my research. Sounds really great. So finally, what would be the summary, the, you know, the take home messages from your research on fathers so far? So I think to to address gender inequalities in paid and unpaid work, it's vital for fathers to be more involved in the care of their children. Not only does this help to produce a more kind of egalitarian division of labour, as I've just described, but it also can help promote more progressive gender roles for children because it kind of sets an example for how it should be. And um, my research suggests it's key to provide the conditions for dads to be involved in the first year of parenthood because it sets up a pattern of work and care that persists as the child gets older. But it's also really important that we support mothers back into employment post-childbirth through affordable, good quality childcare and rights for dads to take time off work through well-paid, targeted parental leave, flexible working, so that they have the opportunity to properly engage in their children's care. They sound like a really good set of recommendations taken from your research, which, you know, focuses on on both men and women as mothers and fathers within households. Um, Really interesting to, to listen and hear about that. So, Thanks so much for sharing your research with us today, Helen, and uh, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in finding out more about this research or would like to get in touch, our contact details are available in the episode description.